This is episode four, shame, shame on you. Do you ever feel shame? Why, when, how? Let's talk about it. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal guys trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, hey, hey. My name's Andrew, and this is This Jesus Life, episode four. Hey, yo. Yo. How goes it, How are you it, doing, Andrew? man? Dude, I just built a chicken coop and uh, put the 17 chickens in, and they discovered that outside is a thing. Their minds are blown. I'm feeling happy. How you doing? doing well that's that's pretty exciting stuff yeah like yeah dude they've been chickens to the world like <laughs> dude they literally were living in a box for like four weeks five weeks you know so how big was yeah. this box because i saw pictures on your instagram of these chickens and they're pretty big <laughs> dude it was not big enough i mean it was like i don't know maybe like two and a half three feet wide by six feet long but it was definitely not big enough in the last day they were in there, they were like kind of fighting with each other a lot. They did not want to be in that box. They wanted to be, you know, outside. And then I took them outside and they loved it. Do you feel like a mother hen? A little bit. And you're like yeah. trying to manage all of these children at once? Yeah, I do. I mean, I'm like, hey, what's up, breakfast? How you doing, Karen? And Karen, it Karen sucks. But Breakfast. Karen's, Karen's, no offense if your name's Karen, but Karen's one of those names that you're like, I don't know. You like, probably suck as a person. Right. It's not your fault. <laughs> you're bad. But uh, yeah, Karen, I think, leads the flock maybe, but she's real aggressive, like comes in hot real quick. You know, I was trying to peck my fingers and toes and whatever. Wow. So, she peck other chickens? Not that like, I've seen. A, how does a chicken show dominance? I don't know, but there's literally a pecking order. You know, like we use that ex expression, a pecking order, but it's like Karen pecks breakfast, breakfast pecks the next one, next one. So you, if, you you, know? if you are like, you have more social status as a chicken, yeah. then you peck the person below you. You peck you the one below pecked. you. No, you get pecked by the person above you, but you what peck if a you're lot at the of chickens the, below you. But if you're at the top of the food chain, anybody, like, dude, no. anybody pecks you and you just peck them like crazy. And so, so do all the other hens. Like something I do with my dog, and then also people that I lead is I bite them <laughs> in the ear to show dominance. Is that a part of being a chicken yeah. owner? Yeah, but chickens don't have visible ears. So what you do is <laughs> no, I dude, no. What I do is when Karen is being a real bee at me, I grab her and I pick her up and I look her in the in the face and I go, Karen, and then I just pet her. Until she calms down. And then I said, I thought you were going to say I'm you're like, going to shake her, which is no, reminding no. me of the commercial that was playing there for a while that don't shake child baby. abuse is never yeah. the answer. No, 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 I don't shake her, but I do pick her up and let her know, like, you can't move. Like, I got you. So that she knows, like, oh, he is a strong God, but he's benevolent. <laughs> <laughs> he is always nice to me. You know, that's funny. I just I mean, grab my dog's snout and I like stare yeah. him down in the eyes yeah. and just be like, whatever you're doing, you need to stop or I'll kill you. For example, I can't keep my dog in my freaking yard. Like, really? What no. does that mean? Like, do you have means to chase it all over creation? Yeah. No, he's usually out front. Like he doesn't go yeah. far, but he's mm -hmm. still leaving. And I can't figure out where the hole is. Uh, ah. Like I've gone around and around unless he's like pulling the fence out crawling under and then pulling it back i'm not totally sure how he's getting out dude he could be jack is crafty like he uh, does not he's climbing over it which like my parents too. used to have a dog yeah. that climbed over a fence yeah and he just like yeah. climbed like a human being like over a ladder which is kind of nuts but i yeah. don't know i, I think fair. i'm gonna go buy a gopro really it's just an excuse to buy a gopro <laughs> to put on my dog uh, with a drone attached from the drone and like have that's it what i should do back. i should just put my drone up dude you should how long it'll fly for like 45 minutes and you just totally track should. him if you just put it up 100 feet he will yeah, not care know. about it five minutes later yeah that's a good that. idea i'd have to find my drone though it's packed in storage somewhere i'm not well, sure where speaking of storage somewhere um a shame 
Uh, I was ready for you. I was ready for your segue. I was like, how are you going to get there? (laughs) Shame, shame, shame on you. You know, Josh, I would like you to lead with your, like you talked about, like you were a real advocate of what happens in in Vegas stays in Vegas. So why don't you just lead with that story? (laughs) I was. Um, I think that's a great tagline. Until you went to Vegas. And then. Until I went to Vegas. I don't think. No, I've been to Vegas as an adult. Um, it sounds exciting as you think it is. Maybe it is if you get no. into all that stuff, but it's just not me. Yeah. Uh, my sister got married in Vegas. That might have been the last time I've been to Vegas. Yeah, I was uh, totally, no. totally joking about the whole Vegas thing because it's like it's like a was that one line. time? There's that yeah. one time when we went we went to Vegas, uh, and then you got so wasted, you ended up on top of that hotel, and we couldn't find you. Oh, um, and then oh. like we went. And then so-and-so, like, lost a tooth and uh, right. got married to some stripper. Right. It was a crazy. Oh, you know what? Actually, night. that was just the movie The Hangover. Um, <laughs> oh, dang it. I thought that I was us. You know, I don't think I've ever been to Vegas. Like, not never? even, like, stopping through, like, on in the airport. I've never been to Vegas. I think yeah. Vegas is a place. It's worth the trip at least once. You do? Yeah. Um, just to see it. Like, it's pretty yeah. ridiculously big. Um, yeah, that's fair. No, I just thought of shows, that because go see the shows, it's like, but they're expensive. Yeah, I just thought of that because it's like that's kind of like a shame thing to begin with. Of like all of our countries, like hey, hey, what happens there stays there. Like we don't need to talk about that back in Wisconsin, you know, or whatever. Like it's kind of weird that there's a city that's like off limits almost. Yeah, in shame's a. Shame's an interesting topic because um, yeah. I think it shows up in a lot of different forms, and mm-hmm. um, I think I think the enemy uses it to keep us from experiencing the freedom that we find in Jesus. I think humans use it to try to control us, um, to yeah. keep us, you know, moving in the direction they want us to, or or whatever happens to be. I think there's parts of shame that are I don't want to say they're okay, but they're they're natural, hmm. uh, but it's something we get to overcome as followers of Jesus. Like we don't have to live in that shame. Yeah. I think, you know what I think? I think it's helpful to to, to differentiate between shame and guilt. Hmm. Because I think you should feel guilty. Like Hmm. when I sin against God or I sin against people, um, I should feel guilty about those things. Like I should feel Mm -hmm. like I've done something wrong and I need to make it right. But I shouldn't feel shame about those things. Like I think shame attacks your identity. So Hmm. you're a jerk. You're an asshole. You're always going to be this way. You can never get away from it, right? Like that's attacking your identity, right? It's putting a label on you. Where guilt is, hey, you've done something wrong. Now make it right. Um, And as followers of Jesus, we should feel guilty when we sin. If we're not feeling guilty when we sin, then we're probably pretty far down that road. And it's probably scary territory. But Um, you know, but the beautiful thing about the gospel and about what Jesus did on the cross was when I feel guilty, I ask for forgiveness and forgiveness is given. It's not given with conditions. It's not given. It's just given. So done and over with, or, um, you know, uh, we see in scripture, you know, that God takes our transaction, trans, trans, our sin (laughs) and sin as far as the east is from the west, right? Like it's, it's wiped clean. We're washed Mm -hmm. white as snow. It's done. It's taken care of. And it's no longer yeah. a defining feature of who we are. And that's a hard piece to embrace, right? Like mm-hmm. from the sense of I have to admit that I've done something wrong, not only to God, but those to those that I sin against. Yeah. Um, and around us. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's a crazy world we live in. And shame is all around us. Yeah. Um, and I think people use shame to try to control us. And I think that's the piece mm-hmm. as Christians we need. Like that's not okay. Yeah, I think I think people use shame to try to control other people. And and I say that like we've all seen a hundred movies maybe where at some point in the plot it's like the mafia knows or your boss knows or whatever. Somebody knows that you have like done something wrong or cheated. And then yep. they use that as like leverage to get you to do something even crazier, you know, of like, oh, I know you cheated on your taxes, so I'm going to get you to do that, which is 10 times worse. You know, like that's the classic kind of um, plot line for a villain almost yep. is like 
something you did was was pretty bad and then somebody knew about it who was much worse and got you to do something way worse you know um so there's that but um yeah man i don't know shame is a tricky thing because it's like like we see shame in the bible in genesis like first thing like very first couple chapters like adam and eve take a bite of the fruit you know the apple as we always picture it um and and then you know next thing they know they realize i'm naked you know like i'm and they're hiding from god god's like why are you hiding (laughs) they're like because because i'm naked god's like who told you you were naked you know like i know you ate the apple i know you did the thing but why didn't you just tell me yeah because i ate the apple i ate the fruit I did the thing you said I shouldn't do, you know, yeah. it's like shame kicks into the Bible immediately. So, um, yeah. well, shame says, know. shame says hide, shame says cover it up, hide it, um, yeah. keep it from, from view. Um, yeah. Where I think as we live as followers of Jesus is you, we live inside of grace and grace says own your sin. Yeah. So like you've done it, own it. Um, and then we get to move on from it. Now, if you have people that aren't yeah. letting you move on from it, like that's on them doesn't control you like let them be them and you just move on if you need to cut the relationship cut the relationship Um, right but yeah and and this is the beautiful thing about sin in general or sorry this is the beautiful thing about grace (laughs) about sin in general uh is a much better way to say that um is that when we own our sin and we bring our sin to light like sin now loses its power so all that shame that's told you to hide this cover it up don't tell anyone about it the second you let that out as terrifying as that moment may be to confess that, mm. um, like there's a piece of that that just is freeing to it. Like it's out yeah. in the open now. So the same power used to have over you doesn't have the same power anymore. It's gone. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, um, my pastor brought up Galatians 5, 1 today, and it says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit to a yoke of slavery again. Um, and that's a kind of throwback to the rise up, stand firm situation that I talked about last episode, but more importantly, dude, can you imagine if you were a slave, um, like any context, not just here in America, like, you know, anytime throughout history, if you were a slave and then you were freed from that and not just freed, like somebody so let me you somebody was like yeah let me picture this so i'm yeah. your slave um <laughs> no. i'm picturing that i'm your slave right i picture right. you're not a good slave slave owner you're a no, little bit I'm abusive pretty cruel not yeah. physical but like very emotional but i pick verbal. you up and hold you and go josh and yeah. then i don't shake you but and I, I don't know why so though because i'm confused but all of a sudden you're always picking me up and like staring me down i'm like i didn't do anything I'm just sitting here. You're just pecking me. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I feel yeah. like you probably don't feed us that often. Um, Dude, you have um, a 10 pound container of food in there. You just it's forget weird where that it my, is often. It's, it's weird that me being your slave, I became one of your chickens as well. And it kind of, right. they coincide with each other. That's when, that's when we think about it though, the chickens kind of are, they kind of are my slaves. So it's true. Um, you just like yeah. you keep them to produce and the stop yeah. when they stop producing, just cut their heads off. They're gonna be done. So now, I don't want to be one of your slaves at this point. I'm I'm pretty scared <laughs> and terrified. I would feed idea. and water you well, and that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um But now I'm finding freedom. Right. To go along with your illustration. That, yeah. That so it feels somebody... a lot better after what was just described to me. Somebody like a Whole Foods level customer comes in and buys you, you know? Oh, <laughs> and, super sweet. I'm like, like your pet. Dude, premium price. You are inside, not like in the shed. You are like, in you're in house. the living room. Like you roam yeah. when I you poop. It's like, it's like everybody, that's okay. That was just Josh. Like he, he's part of the family, essentially. Okay, here's where day. the crazy thing comes in. You are like, Mm, I don't know that I can make it. I'm not sure I'm worth it. I'm not sure I should be in this family. I'm actually going to go be a slave for somebody else. You know, you like go back into that life um, and you live as a slave again at 
a check-in slave or or a real slave you know um but the the crazy part about galatians 5 1 is that like christ saw us um in our slavery to sin he came in and was like i'm gonna free you you know i'm gonna give you a path out of this and then when you're an active follower of christ on a daily basis you're like am i gonna sell myself back into slavery or am i going to take another step away from that you know like so what do you mean i think that's where shame comes in though is like i'm gonna step you know towards christ i'm gonna step further away from him um I'm going to step more into righteousness, more into holiness through obedience, or, um, or I'm going to step backwards and be like, nah, that slave slave life was actually a lot easier because there was less on my plate. You know, I could just do what I wanted, but at the same time, you're like, but I'm free, but I'm free, but I'm free. And I think that's where shame comes in, um, in my mind is where you're choosing bondage or you're choosing sin when you know you're free. Maybe that's when shame comes in. Well, the reality is that sin create like sin creates bondage. Whether you're a follower of Jesus or not, sin creates bondage. Um, it creates right. a life that go, is eventually going to lead to death. Um, that's what you know. scripture tells us that. We see it throughout the epistles. We see it throughout Jesus' ministry. Um, but the so the piece of it all is getting back to um, the slavery pieces. When I choose to sin against God and then I choose to stay inside of that sin, like God's going to let me make those decisions. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of the things, like there's oftentimes like, God, why, why do you let me make these decisions? Life would be so much easier if you just did it for me and you just right. kept me away from my temptations and I didn't have to deal with any of this stuff. But then you're not in real relationship, right? Now I'm not choosing right. God. God's just dictating everything for me. But I live in a world and, and God has created such a world that I get to choose certain things. So when I choose sin, like that's taking me back to slavery. Now I'm holding mm-hmm. on to this this sin that I'm constantly dealing with. Like I, I struggle with pornography from, you know, my early middle school, probably even before middle school, all the way through uh, my early 20s. Um, And it was that piece of like, here's something that has a constant hold on me um, that I can't get away from, but I'm super secretive of it. I'm hiding it because I don't want it out there because I'm ashamed of what what I'm doing. Um, and so many times you're like, God, why, like, why don't you just take this away from me? Just don't even give right. me any option, right. which would be fantastic and great. But at the same time, it's not freedom. Like now right. I'm just being dictated or being a puppet of, of a grandmaster somewhere along the way. Yeah. Like there's a choice in this, but there's freedom when we bring it out. Like I remember the first time I ever confessed that sin to somebody. Like yeah. I'm sitting outside, I'm with a friend um, at Starbucks and it probably took me 45 minutes, no joke for me to yeah. muster up enough courage to say, hey, this is what's going on. Like I started with like, hey, I have to confess something to you. Right. Um, and, and then, then I spent 45, 45 minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah. Not saying it. Of like yeah. finally getting it out there. And that's my yeah. pride. That's lack of humility. Like that's all those things fighting in the way. But the second it's out there, like now I'm able to actually conquer these things because the sin doesn't have the same bondage on me that it used to because I'm, I'm right. now bringing it out there. But shame's going to hold me in that. It's going to keep me mm-hmm. uh, from ever experiencing that because nobody can know that I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing these right. things or nobody can know that I'm having these thoughts or nobody right. can know that, you know, last night I was like you, you at some point right. you've got to be open and honest to let all that stuff out. Um, and I'm not saying like let it all out to the world. I'm not saying like right. stand on the street corner or, or get on a stage or, or post it on your social media. Hop like, on a podcast hey, and share Or everything. hop on a podcast <laughs> and say, hey, let me just, that's the podcast we should have, Andrew Hannah. Right. We should right. create another podcast on top of this podcast. And it's just, you just, just the, here's bring all the people. worst things. No, 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 not about us. We oh, bring yeah. on oh, other yeah. people to confess people. their oh. sins. Let's do we that. We call it yeah. the confessional. I'll brand it tonight. Uh, it'll be the new thing. <laughs> that but would like, probably actually work, but no. no. It might work. I'm not sure. <laughs> and we just like, don't you want to live in freedom? Like, that's our selling point. Like, and, and use it as a manipulative, you know, tactic of like, don't you want to live in freedom? Like, do you not really believe who Jesus is? Dude, um, wait, you should get on our podcast Let me tell you and share. Things. No, but find yeah. those people, like we talked about this last week, find those people that love Jesus and love you in that order yeah. and confess those sins to another. 
right? Sin loses its power when we bear one another's sin and bear, you know, the burden of that, of, of those sins. Um, yeah. But yeah. 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 Dude, speaking of shame uh, and all of you said, or all of what you said was, was good. But one of the first times I felt shame in my life was I was six or seven years old and, um, and my sister, I think turned 12. Like, I think it was her birthday party when she was turning 12, maybe 13. So I'm six or seven, somewhere in between there. And, um, Larner and her friends are like hanging out and I want to hang out with them, you know? And we had finished dinner and they were like doing the next thing for her birthday party. And I was probably like wanting attention because I was the youngest child, you know? So long story short, uh, I kind of got kicked out of the party by my sister. Like, get out of here. You're being the turd. Because I was. My parents stepped in and they're like, Andrea, get out. No. No, my parents were like, you know, like we have 10 kids in the house. Like it's too much. They're hiding but, um, Yeah, they're hiding <laughs> at this point. So my sister is basically like, dude, like chill out, you know, um, in, in harsher terms, like you're being a turd. Um, so, okay, fast forward. I find myself in the garage um, downstairs. Like I left the party. I went downstairs. I was feeling really sad for myself. I'm feeling like, oh, like this sucks. Like I got kicked out of the party when I didn't, I left the party. Um, and so there's a trash bag that looks like a nice seat. Um, and mind you, we've eaten shish kebabs for dinner. Um, and there's a trash bag sitting right there in the middle of the floor. So what do I do? I walk over there with like slightly tear-filled eyes and I just sit straight down on that trash bag. You know what happens? Shish kebab goes straight oh. into my butt cheek. <laughs> like then your butt cheek, my... then your butthole. <laughs> no, my <laughs> no, no, my butt cheek. But dude, oh my like gosh. probably an inch into my butt cheek. Like really, really in there. Oh. Like it, dude. So now, and the person that probably ate that shish kebab probably had COVID, <laughs> and then you've been spreading COVID ever since. You know they did, and yes, I have. Oh. Um, it's my life's work. So um, no, dude. So I jump up. I'm screaming. I'm like yelling, and at the same time, I'm still like mad because I was kicked out of the party. So then, like my parents or somebody shows up down there and was like what happened? And I was like, I was sad. And I sat on this trash bag and, oh, and then like, I'm bleeding out of my butt now, you know? And I felt shame on like multiple levels of like, I was ashamed that like they wanted to kick me out of the party. I perceived it that way. I was ashamed to sat on this stupid trash bag that I never sat on trash bags, you know, but, but you were thinking in the, in the moment. moment that you were trash. Yeah. So you're like, I'm trash. I should sit with the trash. <laughs> yeah, I'll sit on the trash bag. Um, but and then a shish kebab, a wooden shish kebab goes just straight into my buttock, you know? Ooh, so that's, that's been like a memory that's just stuck with me of like I felt shame and it resulted in feeling more shame because I sat on a trash bag. So So my, my anyway. question is like can you yeah. still eat shish kebabs? Like, is this such a scarring story that when you see them, like yeah. all that emotion comes back? Yeah. Like, dude, for a while, <laughs> I don't think I did, but I got to be honest. Like right now, if you were like, Andrew, it's your birthday. What do you want to eat? I'm making the best thing possible. I'd probably be like, dude, make me some steak, shrimp and chicken Ooh. shish kebabs. Do Interesting. It right. Not on the same skewers because of different, cook times but that's fair mix it up do it right you know interesting yeah so I'm so now you're like looking straight at your shame and you're like i'm gonna eat you <laughs> i'm gonna eat that shrimp. you got nothing on me hey oh but yeah that's a goofy story but maybe it i don't know maybe it matters maybe it's just goofy. but it's 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 good in the sense even if we go along the lines of like the silly illustration of your trash go sit on the trash kind of thing yeah right yeah. like yeah but that's the re- like that's what people do all the time like because yeah. you're this um 
like there's there i guess there's a pathway that you live on right so shame tells you to hide it um but the second that you own it um shame shame should no longer enter the equation but people Mm -hmm. are going to shame you oh you're that guy you did that or you're that person and and Right. right So you have to overcome those things. And then you have these, these senses or these feelings of inadequacy or insecurities that are kind of coming up. So like, yeah. I'm not enough. I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm, I'm stupid. I'm always going to be this. Whatever it happens to be. Yeah. You can put, put almost any blank inside. I'm not blank enough. Right. Um, and that's where shame starts to attack you again. It's the enemy kind of whispering in your ear over and over again of like, oh, no, like you're that sicko that did that thing or that oh guy. no you're you're that moron mm-hmm. that did that thing or yeah. um, or it's people yeah. doing the same thing and doing the enemy's yeah. work saying those things to you but the thing i think that people have to really grab hold to where where freedom is 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 found is when we choose to say no jesus has forgiven this like it's done it's over with it's taken care of it's washed from my record of sin um, yeah. and i get to move forward yeah. um, and no matter what people say or no matter what the enemy says, you just have to keep repeating that thing to you, right? Right. Like, like I, I'm the person that Jesus created me to be. I'm loved. I'm deeply cared for. Um, right. And those are the things that I hold on to because those things are true. Whether I feel them or not, they're true. Like, we see them throughout right. Scripture. Dude, but. I think you are totally right. And um, And just thinking back to your example of, like, looking at porn and feeling the shame surrounded of that. I haven't looked at that at porn in a long time. And I went through a similar process of like getting through that, getting out of it, the rise up, stand firm. That was part of that story. Um, Basically, man, like I think that's something that's very relatable. You know, I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with and, and, male and female like a lot of people struggle with that right now of porn where so much of that whole thing is feeling alone like i'm the only person looking at this you know like i don't want to tell anybody i'm the only person looking at this dude i heard a stat recently i don't know if this is totally right but i heard that over 30 percent of all of the entire bandwidth of the internet is porn like oh, i don't doubt it like that's like dude a third of the servers are just porn especially in covid right they have nothing else to do uh, yeah <laughs> i mean but isn't that wild just like a third of the internet yep. is like a shame factory you know because like there's not many people that own that positively like dude i just watched this porno it's so awesome some no, do it's like, which then you're like i don't even know <laughs> There's dude, there's some, but when you're when you're trying to follow Jesus, it's like yeah. I know he's not a fan of this. Yeah. Like I know this well, is it's not like, salt. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I've I've worked teenagers for a long time, so I've heard that that confession on a regular basis of yeah. you know, I've been right. doing this and I kinda wanna have the same response that my youth leader had when I told him that I think it was called the ministry. You're like, duh. <laughs> like of course you struggle with this. Yeah. You yeah, and everybody else you you've seen today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not alone, by the way. Don't and I don't say that to downsize do anymore. But yeah, I don't yeah. say that to downsize the sin. Like it's sin. It's extremely destructive. Um, playing those, but people those, think they're alone. That's but the they think they're thing. All, they think they're they, the only one doing it. They think they're the only one. Yeah, yeah but that's so not. many different sins. We don't have to like get into the pornography piece of it. It's, it's no, so many different no. pieces of like, only I'm thinking these things. And you're like, no, like you're not the only one thinking these things or yes. only I'm the only one that gets this angry about this, particular, right. whatever. Right. Like, no, you're not. But at the at some point, if you yeah. really want to, to find freedom, you've got to bring all those things out. You don't find yeah. freedom. Like so many people you talk to that eventually get it. And it all comes out that, you know, we'll go back to the porn thing that they're addicted to pornography. Um, so often you hear this, well, I, just, I was going to take care of it myself. I was going to overcome it myself. I was going to, yeah. I was going to, I was going to win this battle myself. And the reality yeah. is, sin is really good at what it does and takes you to places you never thought you were going to go. Um, like the reality, like you think of the porn you were looking at when you were 11, 12 years old. Now, when I was 11, 12 right. years old, it was dial up internet. So you're like, well, AOL. It's all you've got mail. And you're like, now I've got porn. Um, <laughs> Uh, I remember receiving free 30 minute um, uh-huh. 
like discs. 30 minute access passes discs by aol in the mail but or your CDs mom got on the phone cool. and uh yeah like screwed yeah. up your connection or yelled yeah. get off the phone i need to make a phone call dude crazy uh, yeah you think you've got it hard today you gen xers or whatever comes after millennials right you've got nothing you got wi-fi that's yeah. nothing you have internet in your pocket you've always had it mm-hmm. um, that's right you used to have to log into the internet <laughs> Yeah. But even in no, those moments of like yeah. what you're looking at then compared to what you're looking at when you overcome or what you're looking at now um, right. and how far you've come, you're like, I never thought I'd be looking at rape pornography. I never thought that like this is the thing that would get me off. But yeah. the reality was like you started with just looking at boobies and right. it progressed and sin sucked you in and enticed you with even more and it takes you down these crazy roads and that's what like and then you start then you're in this shame cycle and you can just never get out of it at some point you just have to put your put your foot down you have to stand firm and say no enough is enough like i've got to bring all this up like i've got to let this out there yeah. someone needs to know that this is what's going on um so i can right. start to to essentially fight back against this shame and fight back against this sin right and it, dude i think uh, when I think about shame, um, I think your example is spot on, but the biggest piece of it is kind of that first step of I'm in this alone, like nobody else I know is struggling with this. And I say struggling, but I really mean nobody else I know is losing to this. Nobody That's else good. I know is like jumping into porn the the moment that they're alone you know yeah. um how did this become the porn like, episode andrew <laughs> no it's not it's not we're going to talk about porn later dude no i'm changing it i'm thinking of birdie madoff you know the guy that like did mm-hmm. the whole ponzi scheme thing like totally I'm the hated. only idiot that fell for it kind of thing yeah no 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 actually no i'm thinking of him like bernie himself like dude you imagine the moment that he convinced his buddy josh you know his close friend to actually invest in in bs and he knew it was bs where you just gave me ten thousand dollars and i'm like i'm gonna make you a millionaire and then that night i like can't sleep because i'm like dude i just stole josh's money i feel horrible about this you know but what's the reaction i'm not gonna tell anybody i'm gonna tell everybody this is the best thing and you need to invest too that you know like maybe that's not a perfect analogy but i think it's shame that drives that type of thing of like yeah i took i took my one of my best friend's money and now i need to figure out how to get him to take some of his best friend's money you know like how do I widen the net and spread it out so I don't feel alone in this thing? Or how do I cover well, up like, what I did so so nobody knows? You know? Yeah, and I think that's eventually it. it's, it's the cover like, up piece, right? Yeah. And like, then eventually it's, it's like this dude stole four hundred billion dollars and you know, he's in jail and everybody else just lost money in homes yeah. and retirement. Well you wonder you know? like anyway. and I don't know that story as, as I don't well, know it super well. Yeah, to be able to speak to it, but like Say we give the guy the benefit of the doubt. And at the get-go, he was just trying to invest people's money and trying to help make money. And all of a sudden, he started losing yeah, a crap ton of money. Yeah. And instead of coming clean about, hey, this is what just went wrong. This is what just went bad. Um, he said, no, I'm going to try to save it. My pride can't take yeah. that. I can't get yeah, out yeah, there yeah. and say, hey, world, I'm a failure. It's going to say, I'm going to try to hide it. Um, so now yeah. I just need to get more people's money so I can make just up for to buy my friend's yeah. money and, and make him yeah. the money. And then it just grows and grows. It's like that... Uh, yeah. Um, kids story that you hear of like the monster the lie monster that you know is all tiny and then you know you lie a little bit more and it gets bigger and bigger and then you have to lie other lies to cover up other lies and you have to keep track of all these lies and um, all of a sudden you feel like you know your life is is out of control and you don't know how to stop it Um, it's that whole idea of like it's shame just trying to keep us and like and this is the beautiful thing about the gospel is like we get to come clean and we get to find forgiveness and it's done and over with like that's the beauty of it all like the second we realize that piece of it is like yeah like if i just came clean about this i just let this out um it's now forgiven we get to move on um and it doesn't get to control me anymore 
Like I yeah. don't have this secret in the, in the back of my mind at all times wondering if they're going to figure me out. Uh, right. I just get to be me. It's the same thing about your identity, right? I just get to be me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to worry about what you think of me or what you don't think of me. I'm just going to be me. I'm going to be the person yeah. that Jesus has called me to be and try to live a life that, that gives him glory. Um, but if I just live inside that, then there's freedom inside that. I think this is where people yeah. really, you know, kind of getting in the freedom conversation back to Galatians yeah, back uh, to 5 1. Yeah. Like, you know, Christ has given us freedom. I should know these verses. For freedom, Christ has set yeah. us free. Stand firm. It is for Therefore, freedom. That, yeah. And, Christ has set yeah. us free. And don't um, submit again to the yoke of slavery. Like, stop it. <laughs> and it's so free. many different parts of our life of like, when you give lies in general lies of the enemies speaking yeah. to you when you give it ground like you're back in slavery i'm now mm-hmm. controlled by that image that that the enemy has put on top of me or that label is probably a better term that yeah. the enemy has put on top of me well i just get to say no that's that's just not me that's not who jesus has said yeah. that i am um so i get to live in a different level of freedom yeah uh, that maybe i didn't have before before jesus showed up yeah. um well. dude what's the what's it sounds crazy. Uh, what I'm not trying to reinvent AA or our last episode, but what's the first step out of it, out of shame? Like if you're living in shame, what porn, money, addiction, I don't know, anything like awkward socially. If you're living in shame, what's the first step out of it if you're trying to follow Jesus? Like how do you act? How do you react? How do you start to get out of it um it's probably two things i think um one you have to identify what the shame is right like if it's a shame of sin your response is confess sin um if it's a shame of identity however you're being attacked in that way just talk to somebody but let it out but either either response is let it out right it's either you're confessing sin or it's confessing thing you know lies that i've believed or whatever it is like I think this is the biggest piece of, of Christian community that we miss um, because we're so afraid of what they're going to think about me. We're in, in rightfully so, like, let's be honest, the, the yeah. church has done a yeah, really poor dude, job of destroying sucks. you because yeah. you've been, because you're dealing with whatever and you can't yeah. come out. Like, you know, maybe you're dealing with depression and you can't come out of that shame because, Oh, I'm, I'm weak. I'm, I'm stupid. Why, why would I fall for right. depression? Yeah. Um, everybody else is fine. Yeah. So I can't tell anyone about it. Like yeah. that's shame, like you know, doing what it's do- what it does, but you gotta bring it up and you gotta talk to somebody about it. Like you've you've gotta let it out. Like yeah. shame doesn't find into and part of it is there's humility inside of that. There's fear inside of that um, because you're exposing yourself. Like going back to the vulnerability conversation from last week. Um, yeah. Like you've gotta let those things out. You've gotta have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Find those people who love Jesus and love you, and then just kind of dump on them. Um, like we call it, you know, carrying one another's burdens. Like that's part yeah. of Christian community. Yeah. And for whatever reason, we don't do it well. And I'm sorry if, if you can't find that community yeah. around you. But start praying for that community to come around you. And yeah. it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be safe. I'll be honest. Like it's never going to feel yeah. like me confessing my sins to Andrew, you know, in our meetings, it never feels great. It never feels like it's never I never feel, feel like, oh, Andrew's going to love me no matter what. Like those <laughs> thoughts don't come through my head. No, the thoughts right. that are running through your head is Andrew's going to think I'm a freaking scumbag or Andrew's right. going to think that I'm an asshole right. or Andrew right. thinks or whatever Andrew's going right. to think. Like those are the things that are going to run through my head. At some point, yeah. you just got to take a risk. You just got to take some risk and say, this is what's going on. And then, you know, it, when shame starts to kind of fight, you know, uh, lose its fight, um, you're going to start to find some freedom um, because it's yeah. just, this is who I am. Um, this is what's happened. I've been forgiven for it. And now we get to move on. Okay. Something you said, this is what has happened. And not just like happened to you, you know, maybe this is what I chose, but yeah. but this is what did happen, you know, just telling the truth and then saying this did happen. Yeah, I chose yeah. it. I made it happen. I covered it up, whatever. This is what happened. Um, but this is not what needs to happen anymore. I can yep. live in freedom. You know, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. You know, <laughs> like yep. there's a lot of free in that it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, don't be a slave again. Don't submit to that again. You don't have to. You don't need to. Nobody yep. wants you to, you know, and if you muster up, I would say the courage, honestly, 
to confess that to somebody who loves Jesus and loves you, you don't need to walk in that anyway, anymore. Like you're a new creation, you know, like Christ, I say a new creation, but you are made new through Christ. We are made new through Christ that I don't know, man, when, when you confess it, it breaks the power of that sin and that shame that is just kind of the voices in your head, you know, just the constant, I'm bad, you're bad, I'm bad, you're bad. Like, it breaks that. And it's just like, no, this is what happened, not what's going to happen anymore. Like, this is a a bond in my life that is just severed. Why? You know, for Christ. Like, because of Christ, he severed that bond. The Holy Spirit cut it, whatever. I don't know the theology on that, but... But God uh, kind of called me to the higher order, and I'm going to follow that. Uh, and and there's going to be another bond. <laughs> that's the yeah. that's the kind of rough thing is you you break one thing. You and I both stopped looking at porn a long time ago, dude. There's still I called you up a few weeks ago and had to confess to you, and I felt nervous. Josh is going to hate me and judge me and think I'm horrible. You he know? did. I did think yeah. those things, but I kept moving myself. <laughs> Yeah, obviously you did, but, um, but there's kind of, there's, there's new stuff, you know, it's not just like, I'm done with that thing. Um, it's like, I'm done with that and I'm struggling with something else, you know, but uh, there's grace. Yeah. It's a a lifestyle of humility, right? Like that's where grace lives. It's realizing that I'm not enough on my own. Um, the beautiful thing is Jesus is, and I just got to lean inside of that. Like when shame shows up, it's, it's like, it says hide, right? And, yeah. and hide is hide is okay if you hide in the right places. Like if you're hiding inside of um, activity and you're hiding inside of your, your mind, you're hiding away from people, like that's not good hiding. But we can hide inside of Jesus. Like the reality is if, if it's sin that's causing your shame, like Jesus already knows your sin. Like, and not only that, despite your sin, Jesus still loves you. Yeah. Like Romans, Romans tells crazy? us that, right? Like Paul yeah. tells us in Romans, like... Um, you know, Jesus loved us so much that even when we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. Like in the midst of our sin, Jesus loved us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like live inside of that, run towards Jesus when, when yeah. shame starts to show up. Confess. Like the reality is if you're not confessing your sins to Jesus before you're confessing your sins to your, you know, those that love Jesus, love you. Like you're not being forgiven for your sins because that person doesn't have the power to do that. <laughs> right? right. Like you've got to go to Jesus first. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the beautiful thing is he's going to love you no matter what, no matter how, how right. horrific your sin may be, no matter right. how bad what you've, what you've done is, like Jesus still loves you yeah. because Jesus loves has loved all creation in the midst of the ugliness of their sin. And my guess is your sin's probably not as bad as some of the sin that's out there, um, but it's still sin. It still creates a separation between you and God. Um, right. But Jesus loved you in the midst of that. Um, and knowing that like no matter what you've done, um, Jesus is still, he's never, he's never going to leave you. Like, it's not this relationship of yeah. like, if I do enough bad things, Jesus is like, all right, I'm done with him. Like, this is ridiculous. He keeps yeah. coming back to the same thing. Mm-hmm. No, like the beautiful thing is Jesus forgiveness is, is freely there. If you choose to ask for yeah. that forgiveness, um, he gives it, he's not going to go anywhere. He's not, he's not out. He's, he's right there alongside with you in the midst of your sin. He's alongside there with you. He doesn't want to see you destroying your life the way that you are, but he's right there with you, just waiting for you to return, right? waiting for you to turn back to him and hide mm-hmm. in his place, right? Yeah. Um, and the beautiful thing is Jesus already taking care of your sin. Yeah. Like what he did on the cross is more than powerful, more than more than capable of covering anything and everything you've done. And you what know, you're going to do. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking that of like uh, – it's often hard for me to imagine like it's it, dude, it's hard to imagine dying on the cross for anyone like, or dying in any way yeah. for anyone. I you could know, die in a nice way for somebody else and I'd still struggle with that one. I could be like, no, I'm going to sub in. Like, I know you're about yeah. to die in a car wreck, but I'll take your place. But dude, then fast forward and you're like, no, I died in that car wreck in your place and you're still being an idiot, you know? 
like, dude, I wouldn't feel much love on that yeah. of if you're like driving way too fast and like not wearing a seatbelt or whatever, you know, like you're still doing the things that led to that wreck, you know, yeah. to begin with, like, I, it's kind of mind boggling to be like, yeah, Jesus saw you in that car wreck, saw you going way too fast, saw you not wearing a seatbelt, not paying attention, whatever. Um, and then jumped into that, uh, took your place in the driver's seat while you're going way too fast, with no seatbelt on, with the music up, with all the wrong things, you know, not paying attention. Took your place, head on collision. And then uh, fast forward 10 years and he sees you in that same position or a worse one and is still like, no, I want to take your place again. Hmm. I, I want to be in that seat because I still care about you. You know, I still love you. I still died for you once. I'd do it again. You know, that's like good. it's well, and that's like it's a crazy oh, thought. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, though. Like. Yeah. You, you think of, you know, when Jesus tells, um, you know, how many times do you have to forgive your brother? You know, yeah. seven times, seven times, seven times, or, you know, right. how it goes. And um, you think of, like, yeah, there's no, a limitation well, wait, to humans' I, forgiveness. I don't know if everybody know, knows how it goes. And we don't have to quote it, but it's like, it's like, oh, seven times. I could, I could forgive somebody seven times. Yeah. Could you? What about seven times seven? Seven times seventy-seven. Maybe. What about seven times seven times seven times seven? Uh, just okay. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Go but the beautiful thing is that's how Jesus forgives. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes, we want to repent. We want to turn from our sin because our sin's destructive. But if you have repetitive sin in your life, um, yeah, you want to overcome it. You want to get away from it because until you do, you're not gonna be able to get to those next steps. Um, but every time you do it, Jesus forgives. Every time you do it and Jesus and you ask, hey, Jesus, like, here's how I've sinned against you. This is what I've done that was the opposite of what you told me to do. Yeah. I've sinned. Please forgive me. Jesus isn't like, Josh, this is the hundredth time you've done this. You've asked yeah. for forgiveness a hundred times already, dude. holding up a ledger of like, or it's, come on, dude. Josh, you, you've, you've asked 7,068 times. Right. Like, enough is enough. Like, figure it out. Right. No, Jesus, you're, you're forgiven. My yeah. sacrifice on the cross is taking care of it. Like you're one hundred percent completely clean. Yeah. Like that's that's a crazy thought, right? Right. Like, whoa. That's right. that's a that's the kingdom shift, right? Where yeah. we look at life and say that's not how life works. Like yeah. you do something wrong, I don't care if you ask forgiveness, you're gonna pay the price, buddy. Yeah, dude. Uh, no, Jesus forgives. It's, and not only that, at times Jesus forgives out. and you don't have to deal with the consequences of that. I'm not saying it all the time. Most of the time you do deal with consequences. Right. But there's times that Jesus not only forgives you, but he takes away the consequences. How mind-boggling is that? Yeah. Yeah. That Well, that's back to the thing of I, I'm not just saying, hey, you're forgiven. Like, it's yeah. cool. It's settled. It's like, I think I referenced this before, but the Good Samaritan. Not just, hey, I took you to the doctor and you're good. You're cared yeah. for. But it's like, I took you to the doctor, made sure you're okay, prepaid three months of treatment and told him, Hey, if it takes more time, just bill me. Here's my home address. Like, you know, as much time as is needed, take care of it. It's like that over and above to where you wake up and you realize, wow, dude, like, no, I was, I was forgiven, but I was actually forgiven. No strings attached. Yeah. Well, there's, there's strings attached maybe of go and sin no more. Not, not even strings attached. There's expectation of, I want to lead you into the way that's right. As Jesus, you know, he wants to lead us into the way that's right. The, the God honoring way and um, kind of lays out how to do that. But when you screw up again and again with the same thing, it is truly like, welcome back, you know, welcome back. Like, I, I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad I died for you for that, you know, because I see what you could be. I see the the hands and feet of Jesus that you could be if you submit to this. And if you screw up again, I'm going to be right there, you know, but but don't believe that shame. Don't submit to that. Like, yeah. 
I don't know, man. That's the that's the tricky part of shame is it just snowballs into the why so quickly. Yeah. And maybe yeah. we'll talk about it again. Maybe we won't. Yeah. But um, but I feel like the the crappy part of shame, the reason it has hooks in it is like you're alone, <laughs> Andrew. You're alone, Josh. You're yeah. the only one mess like struggling with that. You're the only one in in this pain. Like I think that's where shame just has deep hooks. I guess um, yeah. to where well, it's hard like, to tell somebody. In general, like the enemy wants to isolate you, right? Like because there's there's power in the community of Christ. There's power in the body of Christ. What we call the church, um, not the organization, the people. Um, and some churches. Some organization churches do it better than others in terms of actually forming the body. But, yeah. um, like, there's the beauty of of, uh, of people supporting you in, in, in this life of here's my struggles and here's the lies I'm believing. Here's the shame that keeps kind of holding on to me to be able to open up and be honest about those things. Like, that's real Christian community. Like, that's what we're chasing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and it, on the other side of that, it's like, even though Andrew's confessing to me the same sin for the 15th time, like, what's my response? Is it like Andrew, like, dude, like seriously figure it out. Or is it Jesus response? Sick of it. Hey, Jesus forgiven you. Yeah. Cause the reality is like, you're probably as sick of the sin as, as, as I am hearing about it. Like right. you're probably more sick of it. Right. Cause you're dude, dude, if like, it's the 15th time I'm telling you, then I've thought about mm -hmm. it 400 times yeah, and not like, told you 300 mm -hmm. times, you know, whatever that yeah, math is. Yeah. yeah and it, like, so like, think yeah. of it from their perspective. Like the level of, of shame that they may be battling, like show some yeah. compassion in the midst of it. Um, show some care that like, because the reality is you can be there just as much as they are. Like it's yeah. no different. I'm no better right. than you. The beautiful thing is Jesus is, is there for both of us and he's creating yeah. us into the new creation that we are um, for both of us. Um, and it's this pride thing on both sides of it. That's pride I don't want to share or it's pride that like I'm better than you. So like. Yeah. You keep dealing with your crap, but like I don't deal with that crap. Right. Like right. that's not the world. Like that's that's I'm not the not life. One that of Jesus these called. peasant chickens running yeah, right. around. Like I know where my food is. I know where my water is. Yeah. Oh, and shit. maybe my I'm sin's different hungry. than your sin, but I I guarantee yeah. you, your my sin's just as destructive as your sin. Right. Right. Unchecked. Yeah, man. Shame has deep hooks. Like it's it's tough, you know, but it's a tool of the enemy. It's like, yeah. you know, it's of this world. It's not, it's not a thing that's of Jesus. You know, yeah. Jesus never uses shame yeah. <laughs> that I, I've read the Bible a couple times and I've read all the stories of Jesus a bunch yeah. of times. I've never seen him use shame. So I've seen him use honesty, like talking to the Pharisees, mm -hmm. like you all are a bunch of, tombs you're dead yeah. on the inside and you're whitewashed on the outside you look really pretty you're a sarcophagus you know yeah. like you look beautiful and ornate yeah. and awesome on the outside but dude there are cockroaches eating a dead body on the inside like that's bad like that's yeah. nasty you know that's the mummy on the inside so let like, me ask he you uses this. honesty but not never shame never like the arm twist of like you're really bad and i know it but but you don't want everybody else to know it, right? Because yeah. I could tell everybody, but no, never does, yeah. never that. It's just like, yeah, honesty, never shame. That's what good. were you gonna say? So let me ask you this: it, in the world, say you're sitting there, you're listening to our podcast. Yeah. Um, you're saying, yeah, like I'm living in shame. I need to tell somebody about it. Um, but when you look through your life, you're not seeing followers of Jesus. You, let me say it this way: you're not seeing people that love Jesus love you in that order to the extent that you would like. So now you're like, now your excuse is, well, I, I, you know, I have no one to tell, so I'm just not going to tell anyone. Like, that's yeah. not my fault. Yeah. Like, what's your response to those guys or girls? Man, that's tough. Um, first response is get to a place of honesty uh, and tell Jesus in a really honest way. And, for me, that's never looked like going and finding a priest or, or even a pastor, honestly, sometimes maybe a pastor in, in growing up, but get to an honest place. Um, for me, that looks like literally kind of humbling myself, getting on my knees 
you know, putting my head on the ground, getting on my knees alone in a quiet room, a separate place, not in front of people, being like, Jesus, you already know this. <laughs> and I know you know this, but I'm going to tell you in detail of the thing I'm ashamed of because I need to get it off my chest with you to start with. I need to confess this to you and I need to kind of share the burden that it is on me to you um, because you can take it. And, and for me, when I walk into that kind of moment of confession, I need to feel kind of honest to the point of like, you might reject me because I feel bad about this, but I got to tell you, because I think you can take it. I believe you can take it. So I got to tell you, you know, start there, start with like a confession that may look super different for you than for me. I don't know, but I feel real humbled when I get on my knees and put my head on the ground and I can't see what's going on. And I'm just speaking honestly. Um, so we start there. And then, man, if, if you don't have anybody who loves Jesus and loves you in that order, you can email us, <laughs> but, but I'm not, that's not a plug for this show. But if you seriously don't feel like you have anybody, you can email us and let us know how we can be praying for you or what we can say to your situation. But, um, but even if you do that, pray that people physically would show up around you that God would kind of show you like, Hey, Josh loves you, whoever your Josh is, you know, um, this guy loves Jesus and loves you. You should talk to him. You should yeah. trust him. You should confess yeah. kind of in that just as honest as you confess to me way, um, to them, to him, yeah. to her, whatever. So that's my, that's my two cents. Um, I don't have any notes on that. <laughs> you didn't threw that question out there, honestly, but I don't know, man, anything you would add or change to that? Cause I no, just I think, think it it's great. like confess to God real simply, real honestly, and then pray to find somebody. And I think you, you said it too, like confess in detail. Like so yeah. often we like to confess of like, Hey God, forgive me for looking at that girl that way. No, no, no. What were yeah. you looking at? What, what were the thoughts going through your head? Like, you know, um, we hear whether it's true or not, I'm not totally sure, but you know, there's rumors that Martin Luther kind of the, kind of the, started the Luther movement and yeah. um, kind of shifted the, the evangelical church from the Catholic church um, is, is uh, said to say that he confessed for 24 hours straight uh, mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And you think like, well, like my confessions take like maybe 30 <laughs> seconds, like it's super quick. Yeah. But you start to think of it from the perspective of like, no, I'm going to, if I confess in detail, like here's, here's God, here's the way that I want. It creates a level of like, here's the ugliness of my sin. This is the destruction yeah. of my sin. If I'm able to be yeah. open and honest about it and just let it all out. I think that's a big yeah. thing. Um, and then the other part that you share, I think was great too. Like you, if you email us, you can email us at hello at this Jesus life podcast.com. Yeah, um, sure. I don't know. We'll try to connect how... you to somebody in person. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to get you yeah. connected to a church to find that community. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. the reality is, I think you're probably around believers if you are a believer. Right. And maybe right. they don't love Jesus and love you to the extent you want them to, to be able to confess these things to. Right. But the reality is, if you're in a place where that's not the culture, start the culture. Yeah. Like, be the first be the one, one. Be, be the be courageous one. one to say, this is what the Christian, like, this is what Jesus said. Yeah. said, confess our sins to one another, and it loses its power. He yeah. said it. So this may feel really weird to all of us, but, like, here's what's going on in my life, and I need to tell you because you're followers of Jesus. And maybe you're not great followers of Jesus, but you're followers of Jesus, and you're the ones that are around me, so I'm going to confess these things right. to you. Right. right. Be the courageous one and, and take that first step. And maybe you, you create a culture and a community that didn't exist before. Mm -hmm. um, and this is the new normal where you really do carry one another's burdens and support each other and hold each other accountable. But yeah. no, I think what you said was great, dude. Thanks, um, man. And yeah. hey, let me just ask for reference. I know we're kind of close to time, but like when you've confessed something to Jesus or to someone, especially to Jesus, like, what is the, how do you feel like in that moment or what's the kind of next five minutes or five days or 
five years like where you've really said like here's the thing I am ashamed of and I know I send in take it from me Jesus you know and then maybe there's some next steps of like talking with people letting them know and making some changes in your life you know like how does that feel man like what's the immediate and the long term I guess it depends how I do it um If I do it the super generic way of like, hey, Jesus, I was angry. I sinned this way. I looked at this girl this way. Um, Super simple. We move on. Nothing changes. I don't Mm. feel any different. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think this is the part of the issue with our prayer lives is we don't have conversations with Jesus. We have like drive-bys and it's like throwing pennies into a well kind of thing. God, help me in these words. Yeah, right. That's exactly it. But when those moments where I'm like, no, like this is this kind of a big deal. Yeah. and when I go into detail of like, mm-hmm. here's how I sinned, Jesus. And in this specific situation, this is how it played out. And this is how I sinned. And and then it happened again in, in this situation. Or it, it, this is another sin. And I need to go into detail of that. When I go through that rigmarole um, and I go into that detail, like that feels freeing. Now you're at the end of it. And you're like, man, like now Jesus know not that he didn't know, but now I know that he knew because I told him like that whole uh, Yeah, thing. I offloaded it knowing right. he knew. But yeah, still yeah. offloading. Yeah. Here's well, the that's detail. the excuse, too, of yeah. like, well, Jesus already knows, so I just have to, like, hit the high points. But there's yeah. something that does to your soul when you yeah. bear yourself in that way. Like, when you yeah. expose yourself in that way. Yes, Jesus already knows what you're going to say. Jesus mm-hmm. knows he was he was present when you did it. Um, yeah. He knows when you're in the midst of those things. Um, but when you go through that, that, that process, there's something about that part of confession for your own soul of you really are letting go of the burdens of it. Like I'm now putting them on Jesus who was on the cross. Yeah. Not only that, I feel the gravity of that situation now, right. uh, you know, in, in a deeper and, and more meaningful way that Jesus sacrifices and just the beliefs, you know, I, I yeah. carry it's, it's an action that he did that radically transformed my life, not just in a yeah. moment of time, but constantly from here on out. Like there's a gravity inside of that. I think we miss like prayer is important. And, and, and I know we live busy lives and it's really easy just to kind of go through the motions. I was having this conversation with a friend uh, last week over, of course, you know, bourbon and cigars. Cause right. that's where all the great conversations hap- yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And we got on this conversation <laughs> of like prayer and, and what does it really mean? How is it? Yeah. And, and I said, do you ever notice I don't pray for my meals? And he said, no, you don't pray for meals. What kind of freaking sinner are you? Joking. Good friend. Uh, Right. But I don't pray for my meals. And I don't pray for my meals because I think it does more damage to our faith than good. Um, Because Mm. we're not really praying to Jesus. We're talking to the other people at the table. Mm. We're not taking the time to really dive into of of Jesus, I'm in deep relationship with you and I want to pray. Now, if you are, then do it. Great. But I don't. Like, I'm just trying to get to eating. Uh, Yeah. So yeah. I just don't do it because I think it, it it devalues what a prayer life is supposed to be and the richness that it's supposed to be and, and the conversation that it's supposed to be. And yeah. it's the same thing when we're confessing sins to him. There's a richness to it when I dive into the ugliness of it and I, and I recognize, God, how I've, I've harmed you and I, I've, I've hurt mm-hmm. you because of what I've done against you. And, yeah. and now I get to find full, full freedom because I've genuinely let it all out. Yeah. Right. Like that's yeah. when I find freedom. And then you, you go to those around you and, and do the same thing. Um, I, I think both feel as scary at times um, in terms of exposing yourself. Um, I would say this. If you don't feel like you're exposing yourself when you're confessing your sins to God, you're not doing it right. Yeah. Like you're yeah. not confessing you enough. Feel... You're, not, okay. you're not exposing okay. it enough. A little bit nervous, honestly, yeah. going into it and during it. A little bit nervous of like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say this next word, but everything yeah. within me needs to say this next word. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There's an ugliness in that. But like you said, yeah. Jesus can handle it. Jesus yeah. knew what it was when it happened. And not only that, he took that sin on yeah. himself and then he died for it. Dude, like, he better he be able to handle it. it and then died or he's it. not, or, or the things that were said about him, the things that he said aren't true, you know? Yeah. But test him. Like, test that can he handle my sin my looking at porn my doing this doing that lying to this person whatever can he handle it dude i feel like it's been a a warm embrace every time you know 
not even physically necessarily, but just kind of that. <sighs> yeah. Thank Let's you. Go. You know, like it, that's, that's kind of the sense I get back after I've really confessed something uh, to go. him is just, it's never like you suck. <laughs> get out. You know, it's not that it's never that it's kind of the opposite and it's awesome. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Dude, I really hope people make it this far in this episode. Um, I hope. Like it was, it was okay up to this point. Yeah. Uh, but man, like this is solid gold that like, if you choose to live this way, folks, like this is life changing. This is where you find freedom um, yeah. to, to live this level of humility and exposure to your life, not only with others, but specifically with Jesus. Like, yeah. This is where you find freedom. Yeah. Because it sucks. And then it's awesome. Yeah. And then it sucks again because you find yourself in this in I've I've sinned in this different way and I've covered yeah. it up. I'm ashamed of it. Yeah. I'm probably the only one. And then you get to a point and you're like, Jesus, I, you died for me. You did all this stuff. I'm the only one. I already had all this other stuff, but I got to confess this thing and I don't want to. Yeah. And then you do. And it's like it's like, yeah, I still love you. I'd still die for you today. And I'm so glad you're here. You know, let's go to the next spot. Let's go to the next spot. That's I don't good. know. It's just, it's, it's filled with grace and it's good and it's honest. So I hope they do. Hey. I hope somebody does if they, if they care to. Yeah. So yeah, man. Hey, that's, that's our episode, dude. We just yeah. talked about shame. I think a big shame. one of us finding freedom and hope again um, in this yeah. world, but Hey, next week we we we're gonna tackle cursing, right? Isn't yeah, that what's dude. on the schedule? We're gonna we're, we're gonna tackle all the bad words. All the bad. Oh man, all the bad words. Cover your ears, cause bad words coming back coming at you. I mean, we'll mark it. We'll mark of, it as explicit. Explicit. Sorry. <laughs> we should. Um, we that might get that might be the first time that a Jesus yeah. podcast has been marked as explicit. Yeah, mark it explicit <laughs> for sure. In advance, oh, for sure. There we yeah, go. Hey, but dude, thank you so much for listening. I hope you made it this far with us because I think at the end of our conversation, it got to real, real um, life changing information. I think Jesus was speaking, yeah. and um, I think that has the potential to really shift um, your yeah. future and shift it towards freedom, um, as yeah. um, Paul said to the Galatians. Uh, but hey, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to us yet, it always helps us out just to get the word out of, of what um, Jesus is doing here at this Jesus Left podcast. But subscribe to us. Um, rate us on uh, all the platforms you can rate us. But wherever you listen to podcasts, hey, we're probably there. Um, Wait Andrew, a sec. If you loved it, tell everybody. If you hated it, tell us very quietly. No, no, no. Tell everybody too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. If you hated it or loved it, share it all. I'm totally okay with you sharing it. You could say, these two guys are freaking morons. They're the dumbest idiots I've ever seen. Okay, that's good. But at some point, they have to say our name. And then, like, I'll be honest, if I'm on social media and you're telling me how something, something's so stupid, I might go listen to it because I want to hear how stupid they are. Um, Hey, Andrew, as always, it's good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. Thanks for the awesome conversation. Yeah, have a good day.